It's a glorious way to feel. This is also the way God wants us to feel about Him. All the time. When you are in love, you wish you could feel that way forever. But if you did, then your heart would hurt every day and you would never get anything done. So as the extreme intensity of your love fades, which it must do or we would never live through it, the depth of it must grow. It must be watered and fed and nurtured and become like a beautiful oak tree that cannot be shaken because the roots have gone down so deep. That's what God wants to happen in your relationship with Him. I'm not saying that your first love for God needs to fade. I'm saying that it needs to grow. After that beginning rush, that initial spiritual high, your relationship with God needs to be nurtured and deepened. But how does all this happen? How do you develop that kind of love for God? What should you do to make your relationship grow deeper? How do you get really close to Him? One way is to read His story, the Bible. It reveals who He is. It shows how He works. It tells us of His desires and plans for our lives. It speaks of His great love for us. Another way is to receive His Son, Jesus, and then spend every day for the rest of your life trying to fathom love so great that He would willingly lay down His life in brutal torture and crucifixion on a cross just so you could always be close to God. Another way is to pray. My definition of prayer is simply communicating with God. It's a love relationship first and foremost. Prayer is bearing your soul to the one who loved you before you even knew of him and letting him speak to your heart. Far too often, prayer becomes a complicated issue for people. In fact, there can seem to be so many aspects to it that many people become intimidated. They fear that they can't pray well enough or right enough or long enough or eloquently enough. They're afraid that their prayers won't be heard because they themselves are not good enough or holy enough or knowledgeable enough. In all the books I've written, I've sought to dispel that kind of fear and intimidation and make prayer accessible to everyone. In this book, I want to focus on one very important form of prayer, or communicating with God, and that is worship and praise. I know that worship and praise can be considered as two separate ways we honor God, but they are so interconnected that I'm going to refer to them as one expression. Worship and praise is the purest form of prayer because it focuses our minds and souls entirely away from ourselves and on to Him. What it communicates is pure love, devotion, reverence, appreciation, and thankfulness to God. It's exalting God for who He is. It's communicating our longing for Him. It's drawing close to Him for the sake of being close. When we worship God, we are the closest to Him we will ever be. That's because praise welcomes His presence in our midst. One of the most wonderful things about God is that He lives in our praise. He inhabits the praises of His people. Quote, but you are holy, enthroned in the praises of Israel. End quote.
Psalm 22.3. When we worship Him, it's not like worshiping some cold and distant deity. He's a loving God who wants to be with us. And when we worship Him, He is. Isn't that amazing? What an awesome gift. When we praise and worship God, His presence comes to dwell with us. And the most amazing thing about that is, when it does, things change. Always. You can count on it. Hearts change. Situations change. Lives change. Minds change. Attitudes change. The reason for that is you are coming in contact with all that God is, and that will affect all that you are. Praise is the prayer that changes everything. Enough about you. Let's talk about me. Growing up as a child, I didn't go to church much.